You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cat catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. She was tantamount in the Hamburg production of Cats in Germany in the 90s. So welcome, Lynette Tafkins Engel. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Glad I to be here. love talking to um, anybody that's done it in German because it fascinates me to do it in another language, especially if it's not your first language. So I want to get to that, but I always got to start at the beginning. When did you first see Cats? When did you first learn about it? Like, what was your introduction before you ended up in the show? Okay, I was obsessed. Obsessed? I was, I was obsessed. Okay. Okay, as a dancer, um, I had been doing uh, musical theater. Well, I'll, you know, I might as well just full disclosure. I graduated from college in 1984. And I started, I guess, came, yeah, I was from New York, came back to New York um, started auditioning and of course I auditioned for cats because as a dancer, that's what you do. Um, and you know, the show's weird. I saw it. Um, it's really weird, but as a dancer, there's so much dancing in it. Um, so I was, I definitely saw it when it first opened. Okay. You so know? you saw and a Broadway production. I saw a Broadway production in the right 80s from the beginning, when in you were in high 80s. school. No. Or after high school or younger? After high school. After high school. Okay, so after yeah. high school. I can't even remember when it opened. It was in the eighties, sometime yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, so I I mean it was probably I, it was after college. Okay. Um so I was obsessed with it. You know, so I was like, I've gotta do this show and I went to the auditions and I, you know, I, I did pretty well, but I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um I would dream about it and my friends thought I was absolutely insane. They kept on saying, Lynette, there's so many other shows out there and I'd get another show, but I was like, it's not Cats. <laughs> um, and so finally I did get Cats um, in, I think it was 92, yeah, um, in Hamburg. Okay, so, yes. so I want to go back to, you're, you're seeing it as a dancer, you're seeing yes. it as a dancer. Yes. You're at this point a, a, a professional, like you're in your career mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that this is a realm of possibility. Yes. When you first saw it the first time, did you kind of know what you were going into? Like, or did you just know it was this like phenomenon? Cause it, it really, it was pretty early in its run versus now where there's 40 plus years, people right. have an opinion. You mean, did I know what the show was? Yeah. Um, I feel like I did. Okay. And maybe because um, I probably auditioned for it before I saw it. Got it. Yeah, okay. I think I auditioned for it before I saw it. Um, but I'd heard about it. I knew people who were in it. You know, you take dance classes, you meet people, you audition, you meet people, you work, you meet people. Um, so I probably knew people who were in it. Um, to me, the, you know, the Broadway production, the later tour had some of the best dancers in New York City <laughs> in it. Um, and, you know, some people say, oh, the dancing's so weird and it's not <laughs> natural. And oh my gosh, what is, you know. Um, but for me, I don't know. I love the music. Um, I love the choreography and I really just wanted to do it. That was kind of, I, I think of all of the shows that I saw, I wanted to do that one more yeah. than anything else. And I kept on, I mean, I was working, I was getting shows and I was like, but it's not cats. Yeah. You know? So when I finally did get cats, um, I didn't hesitate, you know, definitely. I was already in Europe. I was already in okay. Europe. 
Did you have a certain cat that you were like, you know, when you saw it was like, I want to be this particular dancer? Or was no. it just, I'm, I'm, it's all amazing. And no, I did not. And also, it, as I said, there's this huge backstory to cats, which I didn't know because nobody knows unless they do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're <laughs> so going to get there. We're right. going to get there. Yeah. So no, I didn't. All I just, I just wanted to do it. It didn't matter yeah. to me. It didn't matter if I was a swing. It didn't matter what I did. I love it because it's fascinating. I, I, I think back to the eras of cats because there are, it, it feels like there's like almost sections of it. And the time that you're talking about it, this is pre-YouTube, pre-social media, oh, yeah. pre-everything. So yeah. all that you have is either you saw it or I didn't think about the angle you're saying, which is like you're in audition rooms and someone mm -hmm. had just done it and they can tell mm -hmm. you a little bit about like, oh, I was tantamile and here's what you need to know about like this crazy story. Exactly. You know, it's like totally different than the, you know, what a 5,000 Wikipedia page fan site that exists today and the no. like, clips that are all over the internet. And every time you audition for it, they do the same piece of choreography at the mm. show. So, um, you know, then you, I felt like, oh, I know this section of the ball because that's what they were teaching at the audition every single time. And then for callbacks, they would do a different number. So, yeah. <clears throat> do you remember what part of the uh, what part was the audition? I do. <laughs> it was called Copeland. Have you heard that before? I I've heard so I've heard it all, but like, I don't know what that means. Like I'm not, a, okay. you could tell, you could pinpoint the section of the ball. Tell me that's Copeland. I'd be like, cool. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So it's pretty dancey. It's pretty hard. Um, and I think we might've gone into judders. So the, <laughs> the Copeland, you know, yeah. Now I'm remembering it starts with Copeland and I, I believe we went into judders. So that's two parts of the ball. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah. every, every part is sectioned and named and yes. And, and you know they're named differently in different countries. I did not know that. Yeah. So, I mean, most of the names stay the same. So Copeland was Copeland, Judders was Judders. But I believe in the States, there's a section called American Airlines. And in Germany, it was Lufthansa. <laughs> that <laughs> it is might have been American. Maybe it wasn't American, but it was United or something. I mean, it was some American airline. But um, in Germany, it was called Lufthansa, that section. That is so fun. So it's like, yeah. so we're, we're, we're just going to tweak it. Like we know we need an airplane right. section right here. We're just going to yeah. call it local. I'm, I'm wondering if they did the same thing in other countries too. If you know, they probably did. Yeah. I, they probably did. And the names of each of the sections were so sort of random. There's one part called washing machine. Um, there's a, you know, girls upstage, girls downstage. Um, let me see. Oh, I can't even remember all of them. Warsaw. Now I wonder if it was Warsaw all over the world. Yeah. But, I, so that that's the part I don't know. I'm sure there's people listening to this who know. Yeah. Oh, all they the would sections. know. Oh, definitely. But that definitely. is fun. I love that uh, it's American Airlines and. <laughs> I think it was it. American, maybe United. Who knows? Delta? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as I say, they, now we're now we're we're stuck in the U.S. with just a handful. But back in back right. in the back uh, in the day, in the 90s, there, there are multiple choices. There are Absolutely. all the regionals, and yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So that's fun. Okay, I want to fast forward though. So now you get the role, and okay. and you. You have two things I think that are really wild to deal with that I can't even wrap my head around. So one, one I can, one is the, as you've said, there is a deep story that you've got to learn because you've mm -hmm. just been learning dance numbers and have seen it, but what is the actual plot? And then the second <laughs> thing is you've got to learn it in German. You've got to learn a whole yeah. nother version of singing the songs uh, that you, that you know, some of them, or you probably know a lot of it, but mm -hmm. not in a totally different language. That's not exactly. your first language. Exactly. And at the point that I, um, when I got the German show, uh, you know, and I had to move to Hamburg, <laughs> um, and it was one of those I had been doing, um, there was a huge international tour of West Side Story. It was, this is around the time that Jerome Robbins Broadway was on Broadway and, okay. or maybe it had closed or a bunch of people who had done the Broadway show who were doing this a pretty amazing um, international tour of West Side Story that was going all over Europe in English. Um, so that's how I got to Europe. While I was there, we actually were in Hamburg for two months. Um, and a friend of mine was in Katz Hamburg. So I saw it in German, which I had never seen before. And um, so I auditioned there and that's when I got it. But I literally, my contract was over for West Side Story in January and it started for cats in February. Wow. So I flew home, just packed, repacked, uh, flew to Hamburg, and I stayed with my friend for a little bit until I could find an apartment. 
in Hamburg. And it was the longest rehearsal period of any show I have ever done. It was nine weeks, which is a lot. Nine weeks of rehearsal. Nine weeks of rehearsal. Most of the cast, almost all of the cast, were German foreigners who did not speak German. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we had, I think I had a half hour to an hour of a phonetics lesson with a private phonetics coach every single rehearsal day to learn. I had to learn, you know, the whole score is sung yeah. you know, and everybody sings yeah. pretty much everything. It's a lot of text and I couldn't, I didn't know German. I couldn't read German. So I wrote, I sat with the phonetics coach and I wrote exactly every word, what it sounded like. I wrote it on top of my score and I had to memorize it that way. Yeah. And the phonetics had to be really good because it, you know, it was, this was a show in German and German people are coming to see it. And if they can't understand what you're saying, that was a big problem. So we really worked hard on the phonetics. Um, I ended up staying in Germany for a very, very long time. And um, so my phonetics is quite good because of that, I think, because I had this, you know, individual instruction. Um, yeah. Yeah. So did you, and did you pick up some of the language? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I got married. I lived there. My son was born in Germany. Um, I did a lot of other shows in Germany because as a certain thing sort of boomed after a certain bit of mm -hmm. time and a ton of shows came at that point when I was there, I think it was just Starlight and Phantom and um, uh, yeah, Starlight and Phantom and Cats. But then it was Beauty and the Beast and Joseph and all these other shows. So I was lucky I got to do a lot of them. Oh, that's um, fun. But Cats was the first one that I did in German. And yeah, I mean, it was it was really weird. And I think the first time I saw the show, I'd seen the show so many times in English. Yeah. You know, and I sat there and the first line of the show is in English is, are you blind when you're born? Mm -hmm. And so I'm listening. The whole set looks exactly the same. Everything is exactly the same as the Broadway production. And then I hear... Bist du blind by Geburt? And that was the first line um, that Mungastrap sings in in the show. And it just threw me. It was just so weird, you know, having heard this show so many times in English. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, I, I've i kind of thought the same way of like, when I first heard that it was going to be in other languages, which, which of mm. course makes sense. Like, you know, you yeah. adapt it to, you know, something this big and that's been running for that long. But then I kind of was thought back to, well, you know, this is the story that when I first saw it in the U.S., I, you know, it was it was the revival. And there were a lot of uh, tourists that uh, that weren't speaking English in the audience, at least. So, you right. know, at least it wasn't their first language or wasn't the language that they were conversing with each other when they were talking before the show. And then when I walked out, I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense, because you don't really need to fully f hear everything to follow the plot. Like, it's just not necessarily told. Not. Yeah, quote unquote plot. <laughs> so it's not really told. So I, I am kind of curious when you're going through this process, you obviously have to learn the phonetics and you have to learn yeah. the the dance and you have to learn the singing and you have to learn all of this, but you also have to learn your character. Yes. How, like, so, how did you learn that? For, like, how did you learn it on? Was it, was it in pieces of where it's like, I'm going to tell you all the story and then we're going to go into the dance and the singing? Or was it, Figure out the dancing and then let's figure out the manner. No, it was all kind of at the same time. All blurred together. So, yeah, okay. it was all together. It was, you know, you'd look at your rehearsal, your rehearsal schedule and it could be, okay, I'm in the dance studio for this amount of time. I'm in a singing lesson. Then I have phonetics. But we also had a residential director, a resident director. Mm -hmm. And she was responsible for the acting part. Okay. <laughs> um, so we had, and, oh, when I joined, I have to say, when I joined the company, it was a huge changeover because people generally had a one-year contract. Yeah. And that year, there were a lot of new people coming into the show. So, you know, it was it was a lot. There were a lot of people. So we would have um, these rehearsals with our resident director, and she would sit down and she would start from the beginning and tell us the story and talk about the relationships between the cats and talk about, you know, she would talk about who we were individually, who Tantamar mm -hmm. was, who Korkapat was, Vicky, Abambi, all of them, and how they all fit into the show. And it was, it was serious. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you remember from that? And then also, was there anything that you, I think, let's start with this question first. When you first heard that, having yeah. seen the show, having been a you know a fan of the show, what was the moment where you were just like, well, I never knew that? Like, oh. I really surprised. All oh. of it? <laughs> Pretty much all of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think when I saw the show, all I knew was Grizabella dies and goes to cat heaven. Um, 
there's a there's some fights there's the sexy cats and there's a lot of little kittens running around and that's about all I that's do. it okay. yeah I, <laughs> I didn't even think of story because it didn't it doesn't seem like there's a story when you mm-hmm. watch it and you don't know there's a story you're just saying oh there's a lot of dancing going on sets pretty cool um you know what i mean and i like the music and clearly there's this huge thing at the end where Grizabella goes up in the sky and sings the big song. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there's there's yeah, not much. I really yeah. didn't know. And maybe I might have talked to some friends who had done it, but I mean it wasn't like that was the first thing that you talk about. Well, let me tell you the backstory of cats and what, you know, who all these these creatures are and, and what yeah. their personalities are. That's all I talk about. So that's why we're, <laughs> we're here. Yeah. Um, okay. So what what was tan- what was the Tantamile story you were in? Okay. So the Tantamile story is that she is a twin mm-hmm. with Corkapat, and um, they are the mystical cats who sense things before anything happens. So <laughs> first of all, it was tricky because you. Uh, you you get in sync with your partner who's the twin mm-hmm. because you have to move together all the time. Yeah, you do the same thing all the time. It's not choreographed, but you kind of do, after a while of working together, you sort of start to move together and feel what one person is going to do, um, whether it's walking across the stage or crawling across the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so what they were both meant to be was these kind of intuitive cats who can sense whenever anything's going to happen. So for example, when um, when they're, they're, I think in the second act, there's a, a McCavity comes on and there's a big fight. Um, the, the twins kind of know that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They know that Grizabella is going to come on stage before she comes on stage and they can sense something. <laughs> it sounds so weird when I'm talking yes. about Because <laughs> I took this totally seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was there and they are not, they're not quite grown up but they're not quite babies. The babies are Pounceable and Victoria and um, Mungo and Rump. Those were the the baby babies. Yeah. And and the grownups are, you know, Bombi and Grizzy and all of those. But Mm -hmm. so um, we were sort of the in-between ones and we had to move a certain way as well. So the twins, and interestingly enough, the twins were not in the, um, in the tour, in the national tour. Mm-hmm. I think that well, they pared it down. So they, they I think those were. Yeah. Twins get cut. Twins get they cut. They get cut in a lot of places when they need to. They do. Because they don't have a special number or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they are like do pretty much all the dancing. Yeah. All of the dancing. Um, but we also had to <clears throat> crawl in sync together. And we were always crawling these long crawls. It wasn't like a scampery crawl. It was a long crawl. So we had, at least in Hamburg, we had special um, knee pads um, wow. because uh, it was it was a lot on the knees. I mean, everybody was a lot on the knees, but I feel like maybe the twins were a little bit more on the knees than others. Um, yeah, so my, my knee pads were about that long and very thick. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed doing it. It was fun for me my second year to cover other mm-hmm. roles. But um, there's something special. Uh, you know, the only thing is that you do, you really have to get along with your partner. Yeah. With you know, the twi- you yeah. spend the entire show together. So when a swing is on, I mean, the swings were amazing. And, um, you know, they kind of would follow the person who was the first cast person. And also because in Hamburg, we had so many swings that we got swung out of, we had uh, four show weekends and we generally got swung out. If you were first cast, you got swung out of one of the shows on the weekend. So you didn't have to do all four unless there were people were out. So, you know, nine times out of 10, I would have a cover on. Plus we had vacation. Mm-hmm. You know? So there was always a cover on and people were injured. Wow. Or out sick. Yeah. The twins are such an interesting piece of the show. I've always used the twins as my example when someone talks about like, like if it's the depth of the show yeah because that's a cat that i would say not a non-super fan or a non-fan is gonna have any idea of the name oh no, at, no. Or, or where they are or what they're doing or what's no. happening nope. but the when i saw the show most recently having learned way too much about this show yeah now i was most fascinated by watching them like jump around a corner faster or like turn their heads before moments happen yeah and it's like if you know some of these pieces then everything is so intentional mm-hmm. and that was like where i'm like i was a bummed when i hear they get cut because i'm like that's such a cool little 
piece of yeah. this like almost uh, you know they know everything they know what's going to happen they have this like telepathic ability to understand yeah. everything and that's just not at all the first time anybody sees it catches any of this no <laughs> so you'd have to know but i mean I guess some of the other cats are more obvious and mm-hmm. more obvious what they what their sort of personality is or you know their role in the show kind of yeah well yeah. there's the song cats too so like that was when I first started I'm like well there's the one where they just sing their names over and over again like at some in some capacity they all pretty much sing their name and then there's a couple that perform a song but they're yes. you know on, on stage for like I think of the McCavity song it's like you get to pretty much learn about Bomb and Demeter right but but there's a bunch of other cats and then especially in the opening number there's all the ensemble characters that are dancing that like have new names and there's just so much constantly happening yep that unless you take the time to learn it or pay attention to it or read it you're not going to follow most of it no and so as a as a performer how much thought goes into when you're on stage of like i've got to tell this like telepathic moment versus like <laughs> i just gotta dance here because that's really what people are are paying to oh no it's yeah. super fun you know to kind of and you you, you know as a performer the, the show is never the same every day right mm-hmm. you're always doing something different or you know you find something some fun way to play or or use your mystical abilities in some fun way um so yeah, I mean it's all one thing. Whether it's the singing and the dancing and and being the character, um, I mean I would say dancing. I I mean I I just dance. I mean Tantamile as a character doesn't come out in the actual dancing, but I don't know that anyone's character comes out in the actual dancing when it's a hard dance number, especially yeah. the ball. Um, maybe Bombi a little bit because she can kind of lay back a little, you know, yeah. of, because of her character. But everybody else is just you know, just fighting to get through that number, which is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't say that, but in all of the other moments, cause you're pretty much on stage almost the whole show. Yeah. Um, so in, in the, in, you know, in the, in the, in between places where you're not dancing or you're listening to someone else singing or, you know, something else is going on. I was very aware of my character and very aware, um, you know, but it became a fun thing. It wasn't, it didn't take it that serious. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think you kind of have to, right? You can't yeah. go, you can't go too deep into like, no. oh, here's my powers that right. I'm going to exactly. use. Save. It's, it's just a, it's a mechanism. But it's a fun way to play around. Yeah. And, you know, sort of as you get to know people, you also form, you know, certain relationships. So I remember there was one year I decided that um, Tantamile and Rumpf Teaser were really good friends. You know, okay. So we just formed because I was good friends with the person who played Rumple. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we just decided that they had a little, you know, sort of friendship, and maybe Tantamile would get a little annoyed with Rump, Rump because she was younger and didn't have those qualities of mystical powers or whatever. So, <laughs> but you can, I mean, there is the freedom actually mm-hmm. in that show to create your own narrative within the narrative. Yeah. Well, so that's my, that was always my next question, which was going to be what other relationships did you add or play? Like you have, you have probably, there's a couple that are like the most built in ones. Like there's Bob and Demeter, there's the twins. There's um, a few that are just like very clearly, you've got to be in this moment with these people. But then there's so much other freedom of where you're all on stage and dancing and you know, you're staged, but there's moments where you're just sitting and you can have a a look to a cat or a moment to a cat or a, a, I'm annoyed and maybe growl oh, at them. Yeah. Which yeah, ones yeah. did you like really lean into besides obviously Cork? Um, oh, you mean characters? Yeah. Like um, what, what relationships for Tantama? So I would say the younger cats. Okay. You know, um, but you know, I, I wouldn't say it was only one thing because it depended on the evening. It so really just did. Totally different every day. Oh, totally. As long as you could stay in character, Maybe Tantamile had a moment with Bombi, you know, and maybe Bombi was annoyed with her or maybe Bombi embraced her at that moment. So there is, it wasn't the same. It Hmm. wasn't the same all the time at all. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It could have been anybody. That adds to my thought, which is like, I've always kind of really felt that this is 
like it, it's a, a coal, but it's like it's a family too. So yes, so it's almost like you know what we're all family. One or two of them are gonna annoy you, but they they're gonna go in waves. One night they might be the one I'm exactly love hanging out with. Another night they might be the one I can't stand. But oh, at yeah. the end of the day, we're all family. Yeah, I had one friend. Oh my gosh, this is probably well. I will say it because. Kat Sandberg's closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so fun. He was, a, I think he was, um, he covered a couple of things. But whenever he was Alonzo, we, I don't know, we had a moment during the tugger dance. Um, and there was, the tugger dance was always super fun, you mm -hmm. know, because it was choreographed. But then there were these moments that were free dancing. So somehow we would always connect doing those. And because the way I, where I was on stage, I wasn't necessarily next to Cora Capat all the time, mm -hmm. you know? So um, <laughs> in those free dancing moments, he would whisper something to me and it would be like model walk. And so then <laughs> we would incorporate a model walk into the free dancing and then go back into the choreography. So that's what I say. Those kind of things, for some reason, we kind of connected during that part of the show. Now, I don't, that was n nothing to do with character <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that was just fun no that's know? that's really fun though because like you do there is a loose plot and there yes. is the loose interpretation of each character but then there's yes. a lot of open-ended like it oh could my be gosh, this. it could be that so much that's open-ended yeah there's so much i mean it's pretty much almost everything is open-ended except for the choreography yeah you know well but i think there's staging too right like you know, that, that's where a lot of these relationships, at least from the fans, come from are, hmm. well, these two are next to each other right now. And because of yes. that, they're going to look or yes. so I think like that almost influences everything more or, you know, who lifts Victoria is yeah. like their stuff or who's the yeah. first one to touch girls. But like a lot of those like those things are, oh, those where, things are super yeah, important that yeah. they're staged. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And even what I mean, as Tantamel, she has a couple of, of um, solo lines and that even the choreography for that was staged. I think the second line was um, right before Deuteron Deuteronomy comes on stage for the first time for the old Deuteronomy song. Mm -hmm. She sings, um, I believe it is old Deuteronomy because she senses that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit of a choreographic mo moment where she, she rises and sings that line and then she sinks back to the floor and has a moment with Korkapat. So. You know, that was always there. Yeah. That was always there. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of The Wrong Cat Died. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to pivot a little bit to sure. the uh, some of the funny, weird, memorable, random things from doing this show. Like I think one thing I've loved hearing from everyone is like, especially on tours and different things, like there's some chaos that goes with something like this that doesn't, you know, like live theater, what happened? So what do you remember? Like, what were some of the memorable moments, the funny moments, the like, oh, I, I can't believe this happened or this fan interaction or this stage interaction or let's hear some of those. Sure. Um, okay. This was a well into Cats. I remember my first time on as Bombula Arena mm -hmm. and I was really excited and I was nervous and she, her opening, not, I can't remember what did she sing? In English, it was, were you Whittington's friend? Okay. Um, and she has to do a big leg kick when she comes out right downstage. And I had so much energy and was so excited to go on as Bombi the first time. I came out. I kicked so hard. I kicked my leg out from underneath me, fell on my back like a roach, <laughs> like this, you know, and 
right as I'm singing the word friend, which was Freund in German, so it sounded like Freund, like that. <laughs> and then I rolled over really quickly to pretend that didn't happen. And I looked out in the audience and sitting, I guess, in the second row were two fans. They were teenage fans who were always there every weekend, mm-hmm. always there. And I saw, <laughs> I saw them look at me because... You know, maybe if you hadn't seen the show, you might have thought that that yeah, was the planned. Yeah, maybe, but they knew. They knew, and I remember just looking at them, and they looked at each other, and gave each other a funny look, and I just had to, you know. So I do remember that, and I also, um, we had a dance captain at that point who was super intimidating, amazing dance captain, but super intimidating. And when I walked off stage at the end of the number, he just looked at me and he said, "Yeah, nice fall, Lynette." <laughs> <laughs> So that was one thing that was pretty funny um, or fun. Uh, oh, 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 okay. I do. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't me, but this I will never forget this um, because a lot of you know a lot of the numbers have a lot of lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Mustafeles song before Mustafeles comes out. Tugger sings it. Yeah. And there's a lot of backups like uh huh that kind of thing. And there was a guy who had just learned the part of Tugger. He was American. And so he starts singing. He was a great singer, forgot all the lyrics in German, <laughs> forgot them all. So he just, at, right at the top of the song, so he just started to sing, like that. And we all literally just cracked up. I mean, it <laughs> did not help him, did not yeah. help him, just watched him die. <laughs> wow. So, um, Nobody jumped in to sing the, the words? No. Nope. no. <laughs> we didn't know them because they were Tugger's lyrics. Yeah. Lyrics. yeah. <laughs> so we just did the backups. <laughs> you know. Um, that's yeah. kind of fun. I, I guess that's a little different because I'm sure, do you, like, you probably know the lyrics. Or I just assume that you probably know some of the lyrics when it's in English, but and when it's not in English, well, you probably... Well, I did know them. I knew some of them. I mean, after yeah. you heard it for so long. Yeah, hard, you're ready to you go. Do. But, I mean, we were hoping he was going to, Figure it out, <laughs> jump in eventually. Jump in on it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And our mics weren't turned on at that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you're the you're the, the, the uh, backup vocals there exactly. at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there's so many things. I mean, I think in live theater, things can just go off or something doesn't work or someone's mic's on when they're backstage. But that's not typical to cats. That's pretty typical. That's to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of things typical to cats. Oh, 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 okay. So this is typical to Hamburg cats. So when we were off a show, so if you were first cast and you had your off show, or it was either you could go home mm-hmm. or you had to cover. But okay. what they allowed us to do when we were covering was to go out to eat. <laughs> and now just think, their cell phones were not a big thing then. So there were two places that we could have food during the show and they would call us if they needed us. <laughs> so you were sitting like down the street. Uh-huh. And you would get the so you know the stage manager or somebody from the house would call the restaurant and say I need to speak to whomever. You need to come back on so and so got hurt. So you'd race down the street, have to get into makeup and and wig as so, fast as you can and literally scooch onto the stage. How so yeah, this is when you're covering. So how this yeah. is like once a week. Like how often are yeah. you eating well, I, at this? As, I as a <laughs> It sounds like a ploy for this restaurant I, I to know, like that was yeah. So I as a as a as a cover maybe once a week, but a lot of times I didn't go because I got nervous. Yeah. I was I did have to go on when I was called from the restaurant and it was really stressful. It was really it was literally around the block. But then you have to run, go upstairs to your dressing room, you know, go into the into the mascot, which is a place where they do your pin curls and put the wig on and do your makeup as fast as you can and get into costume and literally run on stage as fast as you can. <laughs> I I'm trying to wrap my head up. So this is like it's Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And you are, you know, you're a potential cover. So it's like, yeah, instead of sitting at home. Well, you waiting, can't go you know, home. You yeah. can't go home if you were covering. Okay. Because you, you, you're theater. too far. Yeah, you're too far. You could go, if you were off for the show, you could go home. But then you're not covering. But, but you, if you were covering, you could only be in the theater or you could be at one of these two restaurants. Two restaurants or, yes. or sitting backstage. Or so. sitting backstage. Exactly. Wow. So, okay. um, do you remember the two restaurants? Was it what yes, type of food was it? Yes. Was this good? One was Chinese. It was called Manha, 
and it was Chinese. And the other one, I can't remember the name, but it was Italian. Okay. And of course, you might have a glass of wine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One, one's not going to hurt. Right, or a big plate of pasta. And then you have to run and get on stage. And I remember I was, I was with one of my colleagues and she got called and she had to go on um, for rumple teaser because the rumple teaser got, got hurt during the, um, during the Mungo and Rump number, which is in the first act. Yeah. And so I remember she said, when she got the call, she said, well, if I walk, I'll miss doing the ball. If I run, I have to do the ball. <laughs> she ran. She got on in time. I was going to say, so I, I could see a little stroll from oh, restaurant yeah. there. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, you just had a big bowl of pasta. You yeah. Really going to want to do the ball after that. That is such a fun. Yeah. Is that, that's not common. And like, no. I mean, that obviously changes now where everyone's got their cell phone and, or. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even think that the theaters in Germany do that anymore. First, when I joined Cats, it was in its seventh year, huge success in Hamburg. And so we were kind of spoiled as performers. And yeah, so we had a lot of privileges. It and feels that so fun. It just sounds so mafia. I'm like listening <laughs> to you being like, all right, I got to go sit. And then. You know, the restaurant gets called and they come to your table. I can like, imagine like whispering in your ear, like, you got to yeah. go. You well, know? They say, like, hey, are you Lynette? You've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to, you've got to make it. There's yeah, someone got hurt like, in the first, right. first act. Exactly. Exactly. That so, is fascinating. It's really funny. And the speed with which, I mean, when I first got to the show, um, you know, they, they have to teach you because there's very specific makeup for each cat. Mm -hmm. Very specific. Mm -hmm. And the makeup is actually specific to the cat. So, um, Tantamile and Corkapat, we were the only, I think, were we the only cats whose makeup was not symmetrical? So one oh, okay. side was a little bit different from the other side to make us more mysterious looking, you know? Um, but there, it's very, very specific, the colors, the, the decor, you know, the design. Um, and so when I first was learning how to do the makeup, it took a really long time for me to do it and get it right. Um, but then after a while, you know, I mean, I, I did the show for three years. It was like, whatever. <laughs> I yeah. could do it pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 So you could do it after your bowl of pasta and wine and ready to I could. Yeah. I could. Get on that stage, go. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do a little bit of rapid fire here yeah. for uh for the musical. So okay. if you could go on for one night, any character, whether male, female, you could do it, you couldn't do it. Who would you want to just do one night as, as performing as? Demeter. Demeter. Mm -hmm. So you've, did you get to do Demeter when mm -hmm. you were covered? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you want to. I love Demeter. Go back, be skittish, yeah. have yeah, that moment. Be skittish, loved it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, who are your favorite and least favorite cats? Do you mean to. to characters. Not, oh, That's a perform. Just, just like okay. if you were, if you as Lynette are, are meeting the personality of this one, which one do you, it would be your best friend and which one would you absolutely be annoyed by all times? Okay. I think I'd be a little bit annoyed by Skimble Shanks. Mm, I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why, because I mean, he's pretty friendly and mm -hmm. there's something, uh, yeah. So yeah, Skimble Shanks would not have been my favorite cat. Um, let's see who would I have loved? Which cat do I, uh, Huh, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. um, I think I might say Demeter again because there's something about her um, that's vulnerable and um, kind of deep. And, you know, the idea that she, I don't know if you've heard her backstory, mm -hmm. that she's been raped yep. by McCavity and that there's still this sort of attraction, but fear, you know, yeah. um, and that Bombi takes care of her. I don't know. I just, I really, I like that part. I like the way I love her, her, her number. Um, yeah. And I love when I played Demeter, I just, I enjoyed being her throughout the show. I mean, I really did love, love Tantamile. I did because mm -hmm. that was mine, you know, but it was really fun to go on as Demeter and I didn't have to do the Siamese number, which is the worst number in the history of musical theater. So glad they cut it out. Yeah, I think it's cut. Kind of, it's it's cut. totally racist. Yes. I mean, horrible. I can't believe what I think about it, you know, but Bombi and Demeter did not have to do the Siamese number because they were getting ready for McCavity. Yeah. So, okay. And I really did not enjoy doing that number. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that number got cut. Um, yeah. Thank goodness. As it should have, you know, it's the, I mean, the right even decision. back in the nineties, you know, I was like, mm, 
this ain't right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there were some things that needed updated, and they yes. they they made the call as they should have. Um, yeah, maybe later than they should have, but you know, yeah. they, they made the progress there. Yeah, um, I think it's an interesting piece now where if you think about the storytelling, it goes into you lose part of that part of gusto. Like even yeah. if you would have cut, I kind of like. Was the pirate scene in or no? No, so that's the thing okay. is they go to Peaks and Pollicles instead now. Oh, yeah. Um, and I I kind of almost wish that they could have cut the Siamese part and still maybe told some of that. Like well, the so Jelly part. Lauren didn't have her song? No. That's such, a, that's such a pretty song. Yeah, so there's not the um, operatic oh. section in that okay. whole. It's it's like, it's changed. So it's, like, okay. it's definitely, it, it's a different version of it um, yeah. with how it's gone. So there's some, you know, there's definitely a, a big group that is the between the different choreographers that have some pieces, but they've also kind of redid some of even the storytelling when they cut that out. Yeah, I guess you have to. Yeah, but not a ton, but a little bit. But you miss the whole story of Gus then. You get Gus's story, but then instead of going into the like example of playing in the as the, oh, in the, oh, as the Growl the Tiger, there's no Growl right. Tiger in Girl okay. Bone. All right. It goes into Peaks and Pollicles. Okay. Okay. So it. it still works, but it's different. You know, it's a different Wait, style. Wait, it goes into Peaks and Pollicles. Wasn't yeah. that in the first act? I think they, yeah, I think they, I'm pretty yeah, sure. This is where, was in the this goes act. back to where I'm like, I, th I think I'm right. And I could be totally wrong. If I'm wrong, everyone send messages telling it's us so okay. I don't remember. So. I feel Monkestrap saying Peaks and Pollicles. And I believe it's been so long. I think it was in the, I can't remember. Yeah. Can't. Okay. Um, what's your favorite song from the show? My favorite song. Hmm. All right. McCavity. McCavity. Yeah. That's my answer <laughs> um, right now. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I really like the opening. Mm -hmm. um, I just, the opening is super exciting. It yeah. is. It's super exciting when all the cats come and, you know, the green eye section in the beginning, yeah. um, which is so fun. And then to gather on, so you come from the audience and gather on stage and then that, that opening song i really it's exciting yeah but I, I i do love mccavity there's just something about that I, I love did you ever scare somebody so much in green eyes that like they you know <laughs> did you have any moments during that um well yeah you always scare people yeah I mean, but i mean the thing is you only could scare people if they didn't had had no idea about the show yeah right? um most people have some idea but oh yeah definitely i, I, I didn't i wasn't oh, ready so, for green oh eyes. so were you were you freaked out i was so glad i was not on the aisle uh. um <laughs> i was three seats in or four seats in and i like yeah i was i was very freaked out but i've also heard some like in the revival like uh, uh someone got punched and someone got oh. hit you know like because you know oh, they really? jumped out and it was like someone's reflex of, like, oh no we're pretty response. careful yeah but um no i mean i've seen you know especially with kids they're like <gasps> yeah. you know, when, because it's, it's unexpected yeah um also i remember sort of when during the tugger number when tugger would go in the audience and bring somebody up and mm -hmm. dance with them um that always made me a little bit nervous because you could sometimes see that there were people who were like no 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 no, yeah. no i don't want to you know um and sometimes the, the tuggers could be aggressive and say no no you're gonna dance with me or whatever um yeah i feel like you've got to, at that point knowing because they've done that in a bunch of show like you know that, that yeah. happens so like that happens in, in six there's a moment where they interact with a fan member and I'm, I was, it's always if someone in the front row and I'm like, is it always that seat? Cause the first time I saw it, I'm like, right. I don't ever want to be in that <laughs> ever, seat as someone who there. does not want to be there. But then I saw, <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times and every time it's like, nope, it's a different person. So I think they're eyeing, they're like, eyeing. that's true. Who's, who's going to have fun with this. Yes, um, so I always kind of hope that you have that, but yeah, yeah, I was, true. I wasn't ready. Uh, in 2016. <laughs> and they don't do it, uh, in every production right now because of COVID. So COVID, oh. they, they stopped going out into the crowd in oh. certain productions that wasn't even allowed. green eyes. Yeah. So green eyes was, um, they basically start on stage. So the green eyes flash, but on stage, they weren't around the theater. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Right. It's, I think it's kind of an interesting piece. I yeah. think they've done it in a few places. Um, I know the U S tour didn't do it. So there, we'll see how how long because well, we takes used to go up in the balcony, yeah. and it was super yeah. fun. Yeah, that was I love. You know, on a Sunday night when you're tired, yeah. and you you know that's kind of a way to get yourself. Oh, okay, we're doing this show now. Yeah, you're like right in somebody's face. You realize yeah. it's a you realize who you're performing for. Um, I don't know if anybody told you this, but um, and I I'm pretty sure it wasn't just Hamburg, but the cats aren't allowed to meow. I did not know that. No, no. So that's interesting. We, yeah, we never. We were told you cannot make a meow sound. You know, we never meowed. Hmm. That, so what? And 
the did reason you hiss? Is, did you like uh we just weren't meant to make cat sounds we could look okay. like we were making cat sounds but i think they they felt at least in hamburg that it cheapened it okay a little bit that you know um yeah that it, it that it became too obvious you know that cats do this or cats do that that we they wanted it to come more from inside rather than hissing loudly or meowing interesting yeah i don't think i've heard that or i didn't know yeah. that so i mean maybe that was a hamburg thing Just, or maybe yeah. i made it up and i'm remembering and maybe yeah. someone will say no lynette was yeah wrong. everyone yeah everyone else meowed. you just <laughs> yeah you didn't get that mem- right no but um, i do remember that yeah. yeah yeah that's fun yeah um okay my fun question is is i know yeah. you're currently a teacher yes which cat do you think would be the best teacher oh that's a really interesting question. Which cat would be the best teacher? Mm-hmm. Okay, so which cat has the most wisdom? Yeah. Um, or would maybe or come fun. in the classroom or, yeah. you know, it depends on what type of teacher you want to, you're, yeah. you're walking into. So I could see Bombularina being a good teacher just because she'd be fun. She's older. She mm-hmm. knows a lot. She's been through a lot. <laughs> okay. going to say it like it is. Um, and she's not going to be intimidated by a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I don't know about Grizabella. No. No, no you can't let her. She's no. got to stay away from the school. Yeah. And I think that she's got, she's too damaged. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the ones that I thought of for this is I, I hadn't thought as much about, about Bombi. I thought Skimbleshanks is my principal probably. Okay. Um, and I thought Joey Lauren would be a really good, like cares for her yes. students. Yeah. Be there. I don't know how well she'd teach, but she would definitely be caring, caring and uh, she'd be caring. And then you've got like old Deuteronomy and Gus coming in as like and Buster guests Jones. and Buster as like guest guest speakers. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Tugger's my substitute, right? Yes. He's the <laughs> he's the one that's rolling Tugger's, in the cart and causing chaos, and like you Tugger's don't really the, want him there. Yeah, he's the fun substitute that every yep. kid's going to look forward to because probably you don't do any work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, most important question of this podcast. Yes. I have argued with hundreds of people now. Uh, that I don't think Grizabella should have been the Jellicle choice. So what I want to hear is from you is if you are acting as old Deuteronomy for the night. And choosing the person and to go choosing, the You're making your pick. Uh, who are you picking and why? And what's your criteria? And what's your rationale? Okay. So, but the thing is, you got to think about what the heavy side layer is, that it's kind of kitty cat heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been chosen to ha- to basically go to heaven. Okay. So wouldn't it have to be somebody who's a little older? I, or maybe not. Um, I, but think somebody, that's a, I think that's a very important first question, which is criteria. Like, why? Yeah. Like who, what is the rationale for how I pick this year? Right. So, I mean, this is, I've got to think about this carefully because um, it's got to be someone, I mean, the idea that she was shunned by all the other cats, right? She's mm-hmm. had a hard life. They think she's horrible and old and decrepit and you know, a waste of whatever. And Deuteronomy kind of saves her. She reaches out to people or to other, to people, to creatures. Yeah. Um, so I don't, you know what, honestly, maybe she's the one who needs to go or Deuteronomy, so, but Deuteronomy can't choose himself. But can he? When's he done? I mean, Monka's yeah. supposed to be next in line. Well, Monka's Straps, you know, he's too young to go. No, no, I mean, he's supposed to be next in line. So oh, I feel yeah. like when old Deuteronomy you know is done. I think done, Deuteronomy should send himself up to the episode so, later. All right, I love it. So old dude is going to be your vote. He's gonna I go. keep track. He's he's gaining steam. He's picked up a couple votes here recently. Um, it's pretty much a Gus Grizabella race. That's the most yeah, common Gus two answers. Be Gus or old dude. Yeah. I mean, because you can't send Vicky up there. You no, can't send yeah. Any of the baby cats, you know. I love it. Just, yeah, let's talk. We'll do it right. It's your time. Let's it's let's just, give let's hand over the reins to Monk. Exactly. Grizzabella can go next year, and then we'll figure out from here on. Exactly. Exactly. It. Yeah. I'm assuming your cast never talked about this. Um, you mean about the wrong cat died? Did, who should have been the jellical choice? Like, did you no. ever have a debate of like it's my turn? No. No. We never yeah. did. I think we just accepted it's Grizzy who goes up there. Yeah, that's you the know. story. This is a yeah. story. We're just gonna lean into it. I mean, I think we all thought it was corny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a redemption. It's a redemption story. I get it. Um, yeah, but yeah. But she didn't do anything bad. It depends on what you interpret her time away from the tribe as. Okay, we don't know what she did. So that's where every single Grizzabella is giving me like a slightly different 
version oh, of it and because okay. it's not it's not spoken you know it's not said it's not it's just you knew she left and it was left on bad terms and did bad things and that's why they're kind of hissing at her and that is the like that is the whole that that is your entire yeah. plot of cats like that's the well, whole that thing is, there's really nothing is. else well then there's the subplots you know there's yes a there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of subplots yeah because Grizabelle isn't actually not on stage that much. No, it's like 15 minutes, 16 yeah. minutes total. So yep. it's uh, it's crazy. More yeah. reason that she shouldn't be picked. <laughs> right? She didn't dance the ball. She, she did didn't not. earn she it. She comes out at the end, you know, all fresh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love any vote that's not for her. That's my, I'm, I'm slowly trying well, to. Well, I never actually thought about it. So, and that's yeah. That's what I'm here for. That's what this show's for, is asking the questions that nobody else is asking. Awesome. <laughs> 40, 40 years later in this show. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, well, it's also, it's fun to reminisce because it really was a very special time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun to hear stories. I learned some new things I didn't know. Um, I love the ball, the air, airline ball sections. I love the sitting at, at a at a different restaurant waiting for your call, not meowing. I mean, all kinds yeah. of new things I didn't know. Oh, so. One other thing is when I joined Cats, it was, as I said, it was a big turnover. Mm -hmm. They had expanded their auditions to Russia. So to oh, St. Okay. Petersburg and to Moscow. So they hired about six um dancers and singers from russia who spoke no english and no german wow so we had a translator in our in our rehearsals who translated from russian to english or russian to german maybe it was mostly russian to english so that was an interesting you know yeah and some of them are still almost 30 years later still in hamburg wow yeah yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, as performers and still working, and probably not the dancers, but yeah. the singer. <laughs> yeah, the singers can keep going. They, singers, they can have their yeah. Grisabella moment later. Exactly. The dancers, it's like, yeah, this is physically yeah, uh, the ball's hard. Yeah, yeah, ball was hard. Yes. Uh, that is awesome. Well, yeah. this has been so much fun. So thank you Super for fun on and uh, sharing you. your story. Awesome. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of the Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast hash to follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or another social the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at The Wrong Cat Died, or check our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.